Welcome to Life After Beauty School, What I Wish Someone Told Me, a podcast for glampreneurs who want to take their business to the next level. If you struggle with building your clientele, marketing yourself on social media, working long hours behind the chair, or maybe you've been in the beauty industry for a while and you're tired of hustling and ready to run an effective business, you might want to stop and take a listen because this podcast is for you. I'm Deandra Giselle, hairstylist, business coach, and educator. I discuss real action plans and solutions to help you live a wealthy life. Now let's get into this podcast. Hello, Glampreneurs. Welcome back to Labs Life After Beauty School. And today I'm going to tell you how to ask for a review. I know it's a bit awkward, but you want to know why it's awkward? It's because you haven't built that relationship yet. So we're going to get into that today. Hey, but before we get started, before I dive in, I would like for you to leave a review. You see there? I'm asking you for a review. We're talking about reviews. I would like for you to leave a review and a rating that helps glampreneurs like you find this podcast and get some knowledge to help grow their business. So go ahead and leave that review and rating. Here we go. We all know that a review is hard to ask for at the end of the service. And I'm going to give you a couple reasons why it's weird and why we don't really like to do it, but we should and we need to to help our business thrive. But in the same token, I'm going to give you a couple ways to change that awkwardness. The very first reason why it's awkward is because you don't know the person. You maybe just did their hair for the very first time. And because of that, you don't really know them. Yes, it might have been a great service. Yes, you delivered exactly what they wanted. But I want to take you on a little bit of a journey, a little bit of a scenario. So let's say that you hung out with your friend, your longtime bestie, and she brings someone along with her that you've never met before. The three of you guys have dinner, during dinner, everyone's having a great time. You're talking, you're laughing, you're drinking, talking childhood stories. I mean, it's a blast for someone that you've never met before. You think to yourself in this moment, like, wow, even though I met this person for the first time, like, They're awesome. I would love meeting them again, hanging out with them again. Well, at the end of the dinner, all of you guys are walking to your cars. Everyone's getting ready to say goodbye. And that new friend that you just met that day stops you and says, hey, can I ask you for a favor? So tell me this, if that happened to you, how would you feel? Would you feel like, yeah, girl, I just met you and I would love to help you and chat with you Or would you feel like, okay, so I just met you and you're already asking me for a favor. So put yourself in your client's shoes because when you ask them for a review the very first time that they've ever seen you, that's kind of the vibe you're giving them. You're asking for a favor before the relationship has been built. And that is why it's awkward. If you built a relationship with someone, asking for a favor that honestly doesn't involve money (laughs) is really not a hard ask but if you are asking before you really get to know them that is where the awkwardness comes in now you may read a couple of articles online that will tell you that you should ask for the review right away while it's fresh in your client's mind and I have to say I completely disagree in our industry we are a very hands-on industry and not only are we hands-on 
there is no personal space in our industry. So you have to create that trust within that consultation. You have to create a bond and then you can ask. If someone was just purchasing something from you, like maybe some hair products and walking out the door, okay, so maybe you could ask for a review because there's no relationship that needs to be built in that moment. But this is a little different. So you really want to make sure that you build the relationship prior to asking for that favor. Think about how you would feel if someone asked you for a favor the first time you met them. Go back to that scenario. Would you be willing or would you be like, hey, I just met you? The other reason why it's a little awkward is you're not sure if they enjoyed their service. So body language is going to be key. And in that body language, you should be watching the body language to see if they are unsure, if they're uncomfortable. And you want to just ask, go right into it and ask like, hey, is there something that's making you uncomfortable? You know, is there something you would like to change? Go ahead and ask because guess what? If you in the service and you're not sure if they enjoyed the service, well, that is when you feel awkward because you don't know what that review is going to say. So those are a couple reasons why asking for the review feels awkward and uncomfortable. But I promise you, if you do what you're supposed to do and you build a connection with them, so that's usually going to be after the second or third service. That also includes a follow-up and we're going to get into that. When I am in a service I realize that I address anything that I see could be a potential problem, whether it's on my end or their end. And at the end of every service, my clients leave satisfied. And if they're not, then we're going to figure out how we can make that happen. And from there, I've built a reputation of I'm never going to leave out of DeAndra's chair looking a hot mess because she's a perfectionist. And a perfectionist can be, that can be a, positive or a negative thing but in this case you want to make sure that you're clear on what your client wants by watching that body language and then you'll know for sure they have enjoyed their service they're excited and then you know when you can ask for the review so here are a couple ways you can ask for a review after a week or two have passed from the very first service, from their initial service, you're going to do a follow-up email or text. That follow-up email or text may look like, hey, wanted to confirm that you purchased the products. How's everything going with your hair color? Have you been able to maintain the vibrancy? I know that we did a new haircut. How's it going? Are you able to style it on your own? These are things that are going to take your service to the next level. Asking or creating an email or text message that is specific to their service. That follow-up email should not be about your conversation. If they had a personal conversation with you, it shouldn't be about that. It should be about the service. It should be about the hair. It should be about whatever you did. Even if you're an esthetician, follow up. Ask about their skin regimen. If you are a makeup artist, ask how did their event go? Did their makeup last? Did they get X, Y, and Z to help their skin not be oily through the event? Like, Get detailed and make sure that you follow up with them regarding their service only and then it doesn't 
hurt to say looking forward to our next appointment time if they didn't pre-book with you. So one of those things that when I was building my clientele, I would do that after every single client that saw me a week or two after, not even two weeks, one week after, I would be reaching out to them and I wasn't doing email. I was doing a regular thank you card because we would collect their home address and I would send it to them. So get back to that. And this time, do an email, do a text. They will appreciate it. Even if they don't respond to you, you've done your due diligence and you reached out to them. So then you'll have that conversation with them and then they'll know that you're invested in your work and making sure that they are happy with the work that you've done for them. Now, if they have not responded to your follow-up, I would not follow up a second time and I would not ask for a review, right? You want to let them reach back out to you. And I've had clients that I followed out up with and they did not reach back out to me. Like they didn't respond to my follow-up question. And then years later, they'll be like, hey, Deandra, I really love that haircut you did. So don't take it personal. Just know sometimes people have things going on in their lives and they don't respond or they don't want to respond or it may be weird that their hairstylist is following up with them. Don't take it personal. You've done what you're supposed to do. After you have received a response from them and everything is good, then you can ask for the review or you can ask for it the second time they come in. So if you do a balayage and then they're coming a few months later, you can ask for the review. Now, because of balayage, clients take a while to come back to you. So colors follow up with them depending on their response, then you ask for that review. But normally you want to build some sort of relationship before you ask for it. The other way to ask for the review is to send an email with the direct link and how they can review or how you would like them to review. So what that would look like is still allow them to have the service, then wait a week and follow up with them and then you can send a link, a direct link to your booking site to leave the review on there. A lot of times the booking sites will let you approve the review first before it's posted and you want to do that as well. I am not a avid Yelp reviewer and I don't even look on Yelp anymore. Um, but if that is something that's your thing, if that's one of your platforms, you want to make sure that you ask them and maybe send them the direct link to your Yelp page so that they can review you. It is going to be very helpful. I've mentioned this before. I use Ovetu, so I created a ask for review email that is specific to my clients and who my business is and I'm able to kind of tailor it, it does automatically go to that client after the service and you can change that in Ovate to change the frequency so that it's not after every service because I have a few clients that come every other week so I don't want to send them a review every other week. But you're able to kind of tailor that and I make it make sense for my business and make it sound like I'm talking to them right? It's very conversational when I'm sending that email. So that is another way. Now, not asking for a review is not an option because nowadays people read reviews. They read reviews all the time. I do it. I do it on Amazon. If I see a product that doesn't have a review, I'm a little less likely to purchase it. 
So you want to make sure that you're asking for one because you cannot not have a review. If you don't ask for the review and you just hope that someone will happen to review you, it's probably not going to happen and you won't get reviews on a regular basis. Let's just be honest. People don't always review when they have a great experience. They are more likely to review when they have a negative experience. I believe I read something a long time ago and I think it was like on Yelp where it said that people will tell maybe three or four people that they had a great experience with you, but they'll tell 10 plus people about the negative experience. With that being said, you want to be getting updated reviews on a regular basis. You don't want people to find you on social media, look at your website, find you on Yelp and see the same reviews from three years ago and there's no update. You gotta make sure that you're getting updated reviews. The only way to do that is to ask for it. This shows your clients and your future clients how dedicated you are. If they're seeing that you're getting reviewed on a regular basis and you're getting positive reviews on a regular basis, they're more likely to schedule with you new clients. Everything that I'm talking to you about is bigger than a satisfied client. This is about building client loyalty. You are personalizing their experience in a follow-up call. That's personalizing and giving them that total guest experience. You're not just assuming that they liked everything that you did, right? You're asking them. You're giving them comfort in that consultation. You're going above and beyond, and that is going to bring loyalty, meaning clients that are going to come see you over and over and over again, and that's going to be a brand that is successful. And the reason why a satisfied client is great But a loyal client is even better because that is going to be someone that's going to see you over and over and over again. So regularly, you should be working on your total guest experience, which we talked about uh, last week when it comes to that total guest experience um, in that professionalism. That's what you want and that's what you're doing with your follow-up and your reviews. One of the things I realized a long time ago, I, when I had my salon in Reseda, I had a hairstylist who she was on her review. She was fresh out of Cosmo school. She was awesome in hair color and she was working somewhere else, but at the same time still trying to build a clientele, which I'll tell you guys about that later. I don't think that's a good idea, but we'll get into that later. Um... But what I found is that she was heavy on getting her clients to review her. So what ended up happening in the salon is when people would Google our salon and find us on Yelp, they would ask for her because she had so many reviews on our salon Yelp page and people were very specific. So in the reviews, they would always say she's a great colorist, very professional, things like that. So when clients would call and ask for her, they were always asking for her in regards to hair color. They were always trying to get this hairstylist for hair color. So not only are reviews important, you also want to kind of hint to your clients what you would like them to say and not get the generic, oh, Deandra's great, I'll see her again. 
But if I'm an extension specialist, I want them to say, I love my extensions. It looked very natural. I have no hair out whatsoever. And the blend is amazing. She did a wonderful color match. Like get them to be a little bit detailed. And how you're going to do that is some clients are very vocal and they'll say, oh my God, I love my hair. I love that it looks so natural. Ask them to put that in the review, of course, after your follow-up. At the end of the day, the reason why it's awkward to ask for the review is because you haven't built that relationship. So build the relationship past the satisfied client. Build a loyal client and ask for the review. I have loyal clients that I could ask them right now, hey, can you write me a review? It's been a while. And they'll do it because they believe in me, they believe in my business, and they want to see it succeed. So make sure that you are going and getting that review. Ask for it, but build that relationship, build that loyalty. So as always, I like to end each episode with a quote, and this week's quote speaks to loyalty. And it reads, a loyal client is better than a satisfied client. Very simple, right? A loyal client is a satisfied client. And I'm going to talk about that next week a little bit more in depth when we get into body language. But you want that client that is going to be with you forever and ever until maybe they move to another state. That's what you want. You want to not only have that loyal client, but while you have that loyal client, you're also getting new clients. And when you have those Things When you have all those things together working in your favor, you have a business that is thriving and you'll have this overflow of clientele and then you can start spreading that overflow to other people and start training other people. One of my brothers, he told me that, um, you know, you're successful in your business when you can duplicate yourself multiple times. And again, I'll talk about that later. But you asking for the review, building that client relationship, getting a loyal, not just a satisfied client, you are building and making your way to a successful career. So thank you so much for watching. I appreciate you guys for just listening to this podcast, for being a part of this podcast, sharing with other glampreneurs. I appreciate you all. I am getting ready to launch my YouTube channel. That's in the works in these next couple months. So look out for that. I will have the link to my YouTube in the show notes, but it is DeAndra Giselle on YouTube. So you'll be able to find it. Go ahead and subscribe and follow me on social media. I'm DeAndra Giselle on all social media platforms. Until next week, glampreneurs, stay connected.